All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. I mean, this is now becoming a daily routine, uh, and that is Peter Ducey of Fox News and the exchanges with uh, Jen Circleback Saki. I mean, there were two exchanges today that <laughs> caught my attention and made me laugh. Uh, one is Ducey. Uh, you know, going, most of these people are being put on buses from Del Rio to El Paso and Laredo and being flown to Tucson with no COVID testing, uh, unless they show symptoms. How is that helping anybody stop the spread? And then you got Ducey masterfully getting Saki to admit that people placed on the path towards removal proceedings doesn't actually mean anything. We reported this last night. They are requesting you appear. They're not requiring you to appear. And then that led to the one from yesterday when when asked by Ducey if Biden's ever been to the border and and she couldn't answer that. Listen. Okay, and when you talk about how some of these people are being placed in removal proceedings, that does not mean removed, correct? That means they're in the process of going through a removal proceeding so that we can uh, it can go through the process, our immigration process that's long been in place. Has President Biden ever been to the southern border? In his life? Yes. I will have to get look back in my history books and check the times he's been to the southern we border. We have been looking all morning and we cannot find any record of him visiting the border as president, vice president, senator, or even as a concerned citizen. Why would that be? I can check and see when the last time or when he may have been. But, but tell me more about why you're asking. Because this is a president who makes a point when there are disasters in this country, like a wildfire or a hurricane, to go and see for himself firsthand what the needs are of the local community so that he can have an informed POV to make policy. Why doesn't he do that? Uh, why doesn't he go down to Del Rio, Texas and see what's going on? Well, first of all, Peter, I think the situation at the border is the result of a broken system. Yeah, the experience. So in the middle of a pandemic, overcrowded cages with kids, FoxNews.com had reported that now documents released from the Department of Health and Human Services Office of Refugee Resettlement revealing incidents of physical sexual abuse of unaccompanied migrant children. 41 pages of documents now in the hands of Judicial Watch and our friend Tom Fitton. 33 instances of sexual abuse. Uh, you add that to the high rate of COVID positivity, no testing. You add that, that no vaccine mandates and you stay in the overcrowded, you know, conditions, high rates of COVID positivity, no COVID test, no vaccine mandate. And then you're dispersed all around the country. Now, as of today, the use of horses along the border in Del Rio has been suspended, uh, according to Jen Psaki, as Maxine Waters is saying she's pissed at Biden because of the Border Patrol cowboys whipping uh, African-Americans or black people, her words, and the atrocities, by the way, caused, you know, just keep getting bigger and bigger. You know, it's unbelievable. Um, we have Tulsi Gabbard, a former Democratic representative from Hawaii, was on with Pete Hegseth the other night saying, guess what? Donald Trump had it right on border security and it's getting worse from there. Now, the big lie is being told too. Biden said he's deporting these migrants. He's letting almost all of them in. It is a big lie. Anyway, here to react to it is Jack Brewer. He's been working in and with Haiti for years. I've, I've been on the ground in Haiti with Samaritan's Purse and Reverend Franklin Graham. 
Um, I've flown over Haiti in a helicopter with him, and it was awful. I mean, poverty, the likes of which you can't believe. Lara Logan, investigative reporter uh, with Fox News, is also with us. Lara, we'll start with you. First, we got to start with the big lie. Biden saying he's deporting migrants, and just the opposite is happening. And every single source on the ground, and I have many of them, are telling me that it's an outright lie. It is an outright lie, Sean. And it's also consistent, right? Because he's been doing this from day one. You remember when there was a large gathering of people under the Andalita Bridge in McAllen Station? What did they do? They banned people from uh, reporters from getting anywhere near it, and they immediately dispersed everybody, right, so that you can't see the problem. And they did it under cover of darkness. They moved people in the middle of the night. They had buses show up. They had planes show up. I have spoken to so many Homeland Security investigators and law enforcement and DPS and others, and uh, they just cannot believe what they're seeing. And at the same time, there's another part of this, Sean, which is the charity. They are taking tiny little NGOs and Catholic charities and others who have budgets of, you know, maybe a million, two million dollars, and they're giving them $55 million contracts to make these people disappear into the United States. And there's no accountability. There are almost no records. And, and on top of that, you know, they are, um, they're giving up these children without having any idea of whether they're going to family members or parents or anything else. They've suspended the law because this is not a crisis for them. If you look at what they're doing, they are implementing the 2018, the 2018 United Nations Global Compact on Safe, Regular, and Orderly Migration, right? That's what they call this. It's a regular or irregular way. It's not actually illegal. And that's not actually a policy of American citizens or, you know, it's not recognized under U.S. law. It wasn't voted on by Americans. It's being implemented by people in power right now who have shown the American people that they're not trying to fix a broken system. They're the ones that changed the laws. They're the ones that rebuilt facilities. They're the ones that went out across Latin America and said, come to America. They're the ones who are not um, deporting people. They're the ones who are not quarantining people. They're the ones who are breaking the system because they want these systems gone. They are working on eradicating not just the systems, but the sovereignty of the United States. The border itself no longer exists. And what do you do when there's a problem? You demonize an agent who is trained, who's doing his job the same way agents have done that particular job for generations, literally generations. You're taking mostly Hispanic family men from the valley and other parts of the border who deal with this on a daily basis, who rescue people all the time, right? I've seen them with my own eyes. You've seen them with your eyes. You're going to demonize them and throw them under the bus because you're purging your agencies of all the people who actually believe in a border. You know, we have laws, and now not only are they not enforcing them, they're aiding and embedding the law-breaking. And and in light of COVID, you want to talk about the biggest super spreader event of all time. This is it. Uh, Jack, you've been working in and with Haiti for years. Um, my time on the ground with Samaritan's Purse and my flyover with Reverend Franklin Graham over the entire country after the first that that earthquake that took place there. I could not believe what my eyes showed me. I understand people in Haiti want to get the hell out of there. Trust me, I, I saw it with my own eyes and. With that said, um, we have a legal process 
And I'll get into this next with Laura. We, we got to check people's backgrounds. They can't have radical associations in their life. They're in the middle of a pandemic, we need health checks. We've got to also, we can't afford uh, free education, free health care, free food, free transportation for all, all of the people that would like to come to America. Not that we're not compassionate. You've got to show that you're able to take care of yourself if you get one of these highly coveted positions. I don't care where you come from, but come into the country legally. Definitely. I mean, you you, you think about it, Sean, and you take a deep look at what's going on in Haiti. I, I, I mean, I was there for almost three weeks right after this last earthquake and the earthquake before pulling people out of rubble, babies, no access to water. I mean, the problem is, is the, the massive amount of corruption that goes on. Uh, that really is almost unexplainable. I mean, the, the UN did a, a study and they found that, uh, 29 of the current 30 senators in Haiti are all involved in major drug, drug trafficking. Uh, it's lawless. They killed the president and the people are the victims, uh, the people that are not in power. Uh, and I think, you know, what we are seeing and what we're witnessing today, Sean, is that Back in 2010, after that earthquake, when the Obama administration uh, signed uh, Hillary Clinton as a secretary of state, signed her husband, Bill, to oversee that redevelopment of that nation. At that time, the GDP in Haiti was around $3 billion. They got pledged over $14 billion. You're talking about three and a half times the GDP, four times the GDP. You get at one shot. And they misappropriated all those funds. And what ended up happening was Haiti became poor after being able to, you, if you influx any economy with that much money, you should be able to rebuild infrastructure, rebuild housing, redevelop schools, give people basic necessities. That never happened. And so what we see now is, yes, poverty is spiking in Haiti. And do they have uh, to deal with their own issues? Yes. But as the United States of America, behind these Democratic policymakers who refuse to hold people accountable, no matter if it's, if it's our foreign aid, through USAID, and through Millennium Corp, and all these other, play, all these other uh, agencies that we fund, we give money away, but we hold no accountability. And that is the problem. It's the same thing we're seeing in our black neighborhoods, in the neighborhoods that people like Maxine Waters is representing. They're doing the exact same thing to these kids. As you see that we have a 29% increase in murders and shootings. And why is that happening? Because you have a decrease in the amount of kids that can read and write. And that's what's going on across our nation. Our public schools are broken, but they're putting more money in than they did in years past. And so until we stop this massive overspending when it comes to poor people, we take advantage of poor people. Just like Laura said, they're throwing money now at these nonprofits, giving nonprofits 50 times their annual budget on a government contract. I mean, these are the type of things that we got to hold our politicians accountable for, Sean. You know, I'm, I'm listening closely to you. Uh, and a lot of the money, the aid money that was supposed to go to the people of Haiti never made it there. That's just a fact, too. Quick break right back, and we will continue more with Jack Brewer, Lara Logan on the other side. All right, as we continue, Lara Logan and Jack Brewer on the disaster of the border. Uh, Lara Logan, you know, I was doing inter interviews this morning because we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of, of Fox News, and I've been there the entire time. And so uh, I've been doing more interviews than I than I like. But uh, uh, one question had to do with your report last night. And my answer was, well, doesn't it make sense that if we're not really doing vetting and background checks and health checks 
and and seeing if people are capable of taking care of themselves that there are other groups with nefarious intentions that would like to mix in with the quote migrant or illegal immigrant population get into this country and and create a, a clear and present danger to america um it's only 20 years since 9 11 but it seems like yesterday to me uh laura uh that does not seem like a far-fetched idea and you're reporting you know you have pretty deep sources in the intel community and and even fbi director ray said this is now a, a stronger possibility especially with the islamic emirates now of afghanistan you know sean it's kind of ridiculous that you even have to justify that, right? Because even even arguing that it makes sense um, is sort of counter to everything we know about history. Nations infiltrate other nations. Um, terrorists infiltrate other nations. I mean, there's, you know, our past is littered with examples of that. And yes, 9-11 is, uh, you know, only 20 years away, and we act like it's, you know, it's long forgotten. We just had the 20th anniversary and watched all of these leaders stand up and say, never forget. But yet, what you're saying shows we've already forgotten. And, and I say that it's because of the leaders that we have who are making sure they're erasing the collective conscience of America by making, for example, the border only about humanitarian needs and illegal immigration, right, or immigration. They, they're deliberately never having the national security conversation. Why? Because there's a political agenda here where they don't want you to have a border, right? That's what open um, society foundations and all of these groups, the human right to migrate, that's what it actually means, is that your human rights, to migrate and cross any border, whether it's because of climate change or an earthquake or poverty or whatever the reason, now supersedes the right of nations to have a border. It also supersedes the Constitution of the United States, which is enshrined with God-given rights, because God is now on the chopping block too, right? Christianity is evil. Churches, you know, are burned and nobody says a word. People are embarrassed to say they believe in God. And what are the origins of that? Well, you know, these are information operations. We are in the midst of very significant information warfare. The idea that terrorists and, uh, and nation states and adversaries would not try to penetrate your southern border is defied by every single day that human beings have been in this country, and it's been a country. Because that the, is the 9-11 Commission, I, want, I didn't agree with all its findings, but one thing they were dead right on, they were at war with us. We weren't at war with them. We have enemies today that just like back then that are at war with us and want to destroy us. So would they, as part of their strategy, try and make their way into America by infiltrating and, and mixing in with the illegal immigrant community that Joe is processing into the country? That is an obvious answer. Um, but I got to run one more Lara Logan on uh, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox News. Laura, thank you. Jack Brewer, thank you. Um, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Quick break, right back. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. I, by the way, I asked by a reporter, we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of Fox, and I've been there since day one, and I'm doing all these interviews recently, and, you know, people, well, what do you think of all the criticism? I'm like, I, I literally said, I don't give... And Adam Schiff, except I actually said the word. I just, I said, I don't care. 
I do this program for you, my audience. You make this show possible. News, information, we try to do it in an entertaining way that you're not going to get from the mob in the media. All right, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Let's get to our busy phones. Matt is in North Dakota. Hey, Matt, how are you? It's going to be getting cold up there soon, Matt. I've been there in the cold. Not fun. I'm on vacation in Washington right now, but uh, I, I generally live in North Dakota, and yes, it gets absolutely cold. I'm near Minot. Well, I had one of the greatest meals I ever had. I had a pretzel, salted pretzel with, with scrambled eggs in it. Did you ever have that? I never have, but it sounds good. Man, it was good. I'll never forget it. Anyway, what's going on, my buddy Scott Hannon? What's going on? Well, uh, my my thoughts on the... Uh, the question I have is the general consensus is the vaccine is safe and effective. That's what our, our, our health experts are telling us. That's what the White House is telling us. But now we look at Israel, and Israel is 90% vaccinated, roughly, and they have got the highest number of COVID cases they've had since the onset of the pandemic. How, what does that say? Look, the reason I brought on earlier in the program Robert Malone, who is the inventor of the mRNA technology that led to the Pfizer and and Moderna vaccines, um, and and he's obviously pro science, right? He's obviously pro vaccine science, and yeah, and he yeah. had a, a more strict protocol than the government in terms of you know who would be the best people um, to get the vaccine and what the dangers are uh, about this, and in other words, the, the variants and how they emerge, et cetera. Look, the first thing I got to tell you is this is way out of my wheelhouse, okay? And I, and I'm not shy about admitting it. I know what I'm good at, and I know what I do, I know enough to know what I don't know, which is why you know some people have accused me, Hannah. Your your answer is a cop out. You're telling people to research, and you're telling people to uh, uh, look at their medical history and unique medical condition, and talk to their doctors, and then make the decision and con- consultation with the doctor. It's not a cop out. I'm just admitting I'm not a doctor. I never went to a medical school. I'm not qualified right, to and give they medical say true advice. Wisdom is knowing that you don't know. Yeah, and but with that said, I mean, uh, it just today it, with the hour with this guy who's obviously pretty brilliant, considering he came up with the technology for mRNA vaccines, he knows an awful lot about it, um, and he obviously supports it but in a more limited use than what it's currently being used in, is my interpretation of what he was saying. But then it, com- it always comes down to me to I, nobody, all these people that are given medical advice, one size fits all. They don't know a thing about your current medical condition. They don't know a thing about your medical history. And, you know, I, I, I just I just can't believe that this is where we are, that you know, people are excoriated that that don't buy into the one size fits all science. Now, there are people with unique medical conditions that where doctors say you cannot get the vaccine. It's rare, but it, they're out there. Then the, the, you get to the issue of natural immunity, uh, which Dr. Malone in this article in the Epic Times had said actually is better than any artificial immunity that's being created, including his own technology. So, so that's interesting to me. And Dr. Rand Paul says the same thing. There, listen, there's room for differing opinions here. That's why I urge you to read opinions you, you, you tend to agree with and those you disagree with, but go in armed with information so you can ask your doctor, doctors, the right questions. And so the Correct. question that you're asking is really relevant. You know, why are, they, why are we having this, this high rate of 
breakthrough cases. And now that we are having it, you know, people like Ron DeSantis, you know, setting up these monoclonal antibody centers seems smart to me, considering they've been shown to be tremendously effective. Um, again, but I would ask you, doctor, if you have a breakthrough case, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, ask about monoclonal antibodies. The reason I've started talking more and more about it is when uh, there are two people that I know that are pretty high profile that got breakthrough COVID cases. And one I called and I said, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? I said, uh, have you asked your doctor about Regeneron? Have you asked about monoclonal antibodies? He goes, yeah, what is that again? Now, this is somebody that I would have thought knew everything about it, considering what they yeah. do for a living, right? He didn't know anything about it. Go, what is that again? And then I called uh, Governor Abbott when he, again, had a breakthrough case. He was fully vaccinated. And I said, I'm sorry. I just wanted to know. I'm praying for you. I hope you're okay. Um, I, you know, have you, have you talked to your doctor about monoclonal antibodies? He goes, well, I'm about five minutes away from my infusion. And he got well very oh, quickly. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, but again, I'm saying, have you talked to your doctor? And that, it always comes down to that for me, because, you know, the, the doctors we well, put I, on, I and I don't even agree doctor. with all of them, but we put on doctors, you know, from really prestigious medical institutions like Harvard and Yale and, and elsewhere. Um, we're, we're trying to get the smartest people we can and people with varying views, even views I disagree with, so that you can be informed and ask your doctors the right questions. And and that's kind of, you know, my M.O. here. I get the crap beaten out of me for not playing doctor. And I'll I'll take that rap every day because, God forbid, if I ever gave out medical advice and it harmed somebody, I couldn't. I, I you know, how would I feel then? I would feel awful. And I've I'm just not somebody that goes along with the mob. I, I don't have a mob mentality. I like to think on my own. I believe this audience is smart and aware enough. Go ahead. What do you want to say? Uh, well, I've asked my doctor specifically because, and, and uh, Dr. Robert Malone was, was speaking on different variants and such like that. So I called my doctor and I asked her, I said, look, I said, I would like to get a test to find out if I have this specific variant. And she told me, nobody's doing any tests for the specific variant. They are doing tests for COVID or no. So how are these places reporting that they're having this rampant breakout of breakthrough of, of the Delta variant and the Lambda variant, but they're not even testing for it? A friend of mine asked me yesterday, he thinks he had COVID, is not sure he had COVID very early on. I said, well, have you searched whether there are labs that can test whether you have T-cell antibodies? It would be a more sophisticated testing. Uh, he sent me back a link, and I, I'm, I'm, from my reading of it, the answer was yes. So is there a, a way that maybe you can get you know, a, a lab that does that type of testing, I would say, do your research. You probably could. That's my guess. Because if they can find out for one person, they can find out for everybody. There's a way to do it, right? It's just a matter right. of finding a place that would do it for you. If there's no okay. place doing it, though, that raises some questions, I think. Yeah, but if they're doing it and you're willing to pay for it, I mean, these these places are in business to make money, right? Right. All right, buddy. Thanks for a good call. Appreciate it. Uh, 800 Sean is our number. Parker, upstate New York. What's up, Parker? How are you? Glad you called. Very good. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. So so uh, I'm a podiatrist upstate New York, not too far from you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have this practice very busy, but it's, you know, I see everything from newborns to patients that are centenarians. And, you know, in Binghamton, New York, where we're at, we have the 
second highest uh, amount of cases of diabetes. We have maybe the top wow. 10 of obesity in the country. It's amazing. But um, I did not know that, but go ahead. Yeah, right. I think a lot of my patients didn't know that either. Um, but anyway, um, as far as, as what we see coming in, you, know, you might ask, why is your podiatrist you know, talking about COVID? I think because people are desperate for information. They're, they're desperate for, you know, should I take the vaccine? Should I not take the vaccine? But over this last year, you know, since the vaccine has been um, given out, I, we've been seeing, you know, more and more subtle cases. And now it's becoming very obvious that you do get side effects with it. And, you know, if you look at CDC websites, if you talk to some of their physicians, you don't really hear a lot about it. Um, but one of the things that, that we see is peripheral neuropathy. And that's like a damage of the nerves. And specifically what I see is people coming in, they like burning numbness, their toes, their feet. And they're, they're wondering, am I, am I diabetic? Did I have a nerve injury? You know, what happened? And we're, several dozen cases now we're seeing where it was from the vaccine. Fortunately, it's been transient where it's been lasting weeks or months. Um, not days, very unusual days. Um, and we've but seen it lasts other, a while and then seems to go away. Yeah, and it does it does go away. And and so when we talk about peripheral neuropathy, there is the, the sensory nervous system and then there's the sensory motor. And some patients have had some motor neuropathy. I had a patient not long ago, she woke up and for almost three weeks she had com- almost complete paralysis. She couldn't walk. So she went to bed fine. She woke up and then between her physician, myself, uh and consultation with a neurologist that it realized it was from the vaccine. So See, I mean, it's like the young girl that I had interviewed uh, who had taken a previous vaccine when she was 19. She's a young girl. She was going to college and and she wouldn't they wouldn't give her a medical exemption from the vaccine. And she, you know, her dream school, she was denied entry to because you couldn't you had to be vaccinated. Listen, I've read all over the Internet all sorts of papers. and, And by the way, many written by medical doctors. And this is right. why I'm urging people, you know, and these idiots on TV like Humpty Dumpty and, and Trevor Noah saying, Hannity keeps saying, do your own research. And and they're literally, these idiots are say, thinking and interpreting that as, I want you to, you know, put on your white lab coat and build your own virology institute and study the genome of the COVID-19 virus and all its variants. Uh, how stupid can you be? Right. But when you do research, you are going to see cases where medical doctors are reporting some side effects, et cetera, et cetera, like you're say, like you say, you're seeing in your practice. I think people need right. to be aware of all of the risks involved. Now we have what about seventy plus percent of the population vaccinated, and and you know people, there are still people that are vaccine hesitant. I would argue the government created a lot of that hesitancy, and right. I again, I'm just I'm at the point where I'm just really trying to urge people to factor in all the things that I tell them to do every day. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I, what do you, just your, let me ask you a last question. What are your thoughts on all these people in Washington and on television, on a radio playing doctor and, and, and just selling one size fits all medicine? Well, I've got a big I, problem with it. I, I think it's very frustrating because, you know, like you're listening to your last uh, speaker, your last guest, absolutely phenomenal. I love good information like that. And there's so much poor misinformation out there, uh, especially when you have a, a, our CDC director telling us that your own immune system produces, you know, not as robust and you don't have a better longevity of the vaccine helping you. And it's not true. It's just simply not true. 
And anybody who's gone through medical school knows that. So um, I think, well, that, that, you know, that, doctor, you spend four, what, four years in college, three, four years of medical school, residency, internship. You know, by the time you set up your own office, you're 90. I mean, it's ridiculous <laughs> the amount of right, time it right. takes to become a doctor and set up a successful practice. Yeah. So. You know, I'm, I am not going to usurp the knowledge uh, that you have accumulated in the real world, in hospitals, working hard versus, you know, my limited knowledge as a as a lay person. And I'm just being more yeah. honest than other people. But right. uh, they, well, I appreciate well, well, Go ahead. You know, I'm sorry, but one, one other quick thing I just wanted to mention, too, is, is off subject to that is, you know, we do have a very strong nucleus of people in this area that are very athletic and. You know, they wear their athleticism like a badge of honor. They're very proud of, they work hard, they eat well, and they come to me and they say, should I take the vaccine? And I go, well, you know, you should talk to your medical doctor about it and things, but they work hard. They don't want to be punished to take a vaccine if if they don't have to because they know they're going to do well. And it's a big deal with a lot of people, and I work with a lot of healthcare workers, nurses especially, who take, you know, incredible care of their bodies and, you know, they don't want to be told what to do. You know, I wife now, is a nurse we're, we're literally telling frontline workers that in the in the yeah. worst moments of this pandemic, without any therapeutics or any vaccine, we're diving every day on covid bombs and walking into Petri dishes. And now right. we're going to fire them if they don't take the one size fits all solution. And that, to me, is outrageous. 